You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, we are talking Mackie Madness as Purdue prepares to host first four and first round games for the upcoming NCAA tournament. And with that, it's my privilege to welcome back to the podcast, Purdue Athletic Director Mike Wobinski. Mike, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? Uh, great to be with you again, Adam. Thanks. It's exciting. March is always a great time for any kind of sports fan, especially a college basketball fan like myself. So it's an exciting time and it's extra exciting this year as Purdue is going to be hosting some NCAA tournament games as the tournament shifted to Indiana for because of COVID reasons. We'll get into that in just a few minutes, but kind of just as I got you on, I want to kind of catch up a little bit. Uh, last time we talked, we talked about the more than a game campaign. I want to just get an update on how that's going. You know, we're moving along in, in a really nice way on that. It's uh, it, it continues to be hugely important for us, Adam, as we, as we try to you know, get through this this year of disruption and, uh, you know, and revenue loss and all those different things. Obviously, there's been no people at any of our events this year. So, you know, that puts a serious crimp in, uh, you know, in, in our ability to generate revenue. So the support that we've gotten to date has been terrific. It's, it's an ongoing effort, though. You know, we're continuing to try. Uh, to, to generate additional support to help us get through this in a, in a positive way. Uh, we've also launched something called the 1869 Society, which is a sort of a corporate offshoot of more than a game. And we've gotten a great response to that. People uh, and Purdue people in general that are mainly that run corporations or business, have businesses that want to help us through this uh, have really stepped forward and, and continue to do so. So you know, we're making good progress, but we're not we're not there yet. Gotcha. And, you know, Purdue's been, I think, pretty fortunate overall. The numbers have been uh, pretty remarkably low overall this year as far as COVID. Talk about how things are continuing to progress for athletics as far as that regard. Yeah, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of how our campus in, in total and then more specifically our athletes, our coaches, our staff uh, have handled themselves through all this. I mean, we we have not been um, during, other than the, the one football game that, uh, you know, with against IU, where both of us had issues uh, coming out of the Thanksgiving weekend. Other than that, we have not been the cause of any cancellation. You know, our, our teams have stayed together, uh, stayed stayed safe and healthy, and in as in about as good a way as you could possibly expect. So I, and that has been through the diligence, the effort, the continued messaging, uh, and 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 careful sort of way of living their lives that all of our folks have gone about. So I'm, I'm really pleased with it. It's, it's been a grind for sure. And, uh, you know, we're all anxious to move to a different way of doing things here, but, uh, but in the meantime, our folks have done their part in, in a really good way. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. talk about, obviously that's a huge credit to your staff and everybody involved in Purdue athletics. And on top of that, talk about just the, the adaptability of everybody, but especially the student athletes who have had to battle such adversity this year and, and adapt, adapting to changing seasons, especially a lot of them happening now here in the spring instead of fall or winter like normal. Sure. You know, we, we've given them, delivered the message, you know, repeatedly, uh, and, and now everybody's living it, that not, nothing this year will look or feel like it ordinarily does. You know, schedules are reduced, seasons are relocated, uh, every, everything is different. You know, practice and, and facility issues and access is different. Uh, but I think one of the things we've learned is that our people pay attention, number one, and, and they are adaptable, number two. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's, I think, a great lesson that you take out of this whole thing is that, you know, you can adjust uh, to circumstances as they present themselves. You know, it's one of the things that that's true about athletics is that, you know, we get into a routine, coaches and staff and student athletes, they're used to a very 
similar rhythm and routine on a year in year out basis. But we haven't had any of that this year. There's been no routine. It's none, none of it has been like we've all known it to be. But I think it's it's healthy to, to go through that and to experience that and to know that, you know what, you can deal with circumstances as they present themselves and still be successful, still have a positive uh, outcome and experience out of it. And uh, so I think that's a really valuable lesson that we've all learned about ourselves and about each other through this is that, hey, we can, if we work together, we stick together, we can find our way through lots of different things. And that's a, that's a, that's a great sort of life lesson to, to, to take from this last year. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's a life lesson, right? I mean, these kids are college kids right now, but they're gonna head out into the workforce where they're gonna face adversity like this. <laughs> so. Exactly. They will all look back on this year, I'm sure, uh, maybe not with the fondest of memories, but with, with but with an appreciation for what they were able to do and what they were able to accomplish under under difficult circumstances. For sure, definitely agree with you on that. Well, let's talk about the excitement that's coming up. I know a few months ago they started tossing around the idea of, hey, should one state host this, and how would that look? And, you know, I, I know when I was first talking about it, I thought, hey, let's do it in Indiana. You know, in 49 other states, it's just basketball, but this is Indiana. We got the facilities, you know, even just gathered around, you know, proximity of Indianapolis to do this. And, you know, I, I was like, oh, Purdue should host. And lo and behold, you know, probably this was all happening before I even thought of thought about it. But here we are. And Purdue is going to be hosting some uh, NCAA tournament games. Talk about that process and how you were first contacted and how this kind of came to fruition. Sure. We, we got sort of an exploratory phone call now a couple months ago, and, I, and, I, and I'll be darned if I can remember exactly when that was. Uh, but when the NCAA was, was beginning to sort of work with the concept of relocating the tournament in a single state, single locale in Indiana was clearly on the radar. Uh, and, and they called and said, hey, if, if we move in that direction, uh, we're going to need additional arenas, additional court capacity for first round, early round games. Uh, would you guys be willing to, uh, to, to be part of that. And it was not a long deliberation on our part. We said a very quick, yes, we would love to help be part of the solution uh, to help provide the experience in the championship, in the tournament that, that players and teams and coaches deserve. Uh, so we, we were excited about the, the, the very early possibilities. And now as, it, as it's become a real thing that we're you know, just weeks away from now, it's, uh, you know, the excitement continues to build on our side. Yeah, I was gonna say they make that announcement official uh, a couple months ago now. I forget the date, but your reaction once that official is announced, that official announcement is made that you guys are gonna be hosting. Talk about that was great. You know, I think I think our people were all really excited about it. I think our, you know, just the the, the community, the Purdue, the, the, the local community, West Lafayette, Lafayette, and the Purdue community. I think everybody was was really proud and pleased that we're we'll be able to use Mackey Arena as, as a part of what will be probably the most unique NCAA men's basketball tournament uh, in anyone's memory. So I, I think it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for us. I think it will we'll put on a great event and, and provide a great environment for these games. I'd like to think that the teams uh, that get to play here will walk away saying, hey, that was done really well. And what a great thing and a neat thing to be able to play in a place like Mackey. So uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll have done our part. Our, our staff is uh, our event and operation staff, Katie Egloff and, and lots of other people have put in an incredible amount of time and energy to make sure uh, that we, we are meeting all the requirements, uh, all the protocols, all the things about, uh, about hosting this tournament in a pandemic year that the NCAA has asked of us. And uh, again, we're, we're going to live up to our end of this bargain in, in a big way. Yeah, you touched on it a little bit. Talk about that work that goes into it, doing yeah. an event like this. What's all yeah, involved? It, it's in an ordinary time hosting an NCAA championship is a challenging thing because they're, they're very specific about, about how things need to happen. 
well, you can multiply that, you know, ex exponentially this year. I mean, it's uh, because of the virus, because of all the different medical and safety uh, precautions that need to be taken. Uh, what, what is ordinary, a complicated deal has become infinitely more complicated. So, uh, you know, and never mind that, that, you know, the NCAA for the basketball tournament likes to have a very sort of consistent look across all sites. So we're going to, we're bringing in a, they're bringing in a floor to sit on top of the regular Mackey arena floor that all of our connections, everything obviously will have to be adjusted. So there'll, there'll be lots of uh, sort of engineering work, but you know, we're an engineering school. We can figure all that out and uh, <laughs> uh, it, it'll, it will, it will still be Mackey for sure, but it'll have a different and unique look to it. And I, and I, which I think will be, you know, for this, for these few days or that week where it's going to be turned over to a, to the NCA for this, uh, it, it'll it'll be something really special, and I think uh, we'll get some great visual memories and, and 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 experiential memories. I think that will stay with us for a long time. Yeah, I saw a picture of the court the other day, and I, you know, I, I assume they were bringing in a floor because it didn't look anything like Mackey. Uh, right. so they do, or at least letting you guys put the little uh, Purdue logo there. I think in the the corner. Was there yeah. kind of any hopes or that you know you would see maybe a, a black and gold kind of color scheme, or you know? Obviously, it's not Gene Katie Court since it's a new, a different floor. But any kind of right. their hopes that they would kind of show that it's Purdue a little more. Well, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, Adam. That's that's probably way down my list of things I'm concerned about at this point. Sure. You, you know, the NCA is going to bring they're going to bring the floor in, and we, we didn't get a we did, we got no say in how that was going to look. To be honest with you, they they didn't ask our opinion, nor nor were we in a position to be able to offer it. And there's so many other things going on that. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be just we'll be happy to have it all fit and uh, come off the way it's supposed to. Sure, makes sense. Hey, uh, I want to kind of talk about too. Obviously, people who follow college basketball, especially around Indiana, the state of Indiana, they know uh, Purdue basketball. They know Mackey Arena is a special place, and ESPN, I think, and some other outlets have done a good job of saying, "Hey, this is you know an underrated facility." Or I've heard, I think Jay Billish or somebody say, "Top five arena in the country." Talk about the additional publicity hosting a tournament like this will just be able to bring to what we already know is just a fabulous facility. Sure. I, I think, you know, the uniqueness of this year's event with it all being in the state uh, will, will bring a, a really bright spotlight on those of us that are actually providing the facilities to do so. And, you know, the fact that we're, you know, we're right out of the box with that, that opening, that opening round, those two opening round games on Thursday, the 18th, and then first round games of the following two days, uh, I think there'll be lots of eyeballs on, on this year. You know, this, this tournament is obviously highly viewed anyway. I think because of the uniqueness of this year, it, it'll probably be even more so. And, and, I, and I'd like to believe that part of what the, uh, the broadcast teams will do is to highlight the facilities and the, and the history and the tradition and, and all that's going on. And, uh, and so I think it'll be a great opportunity for people that haven't experienced Mackey or haven't seen games from Mackey before, you know, to get a feel for the place and to understand the, the unbelievable basketball heritage and tradition that we have. For sure. Do you know if there'll be any additional like packages or anything like that, that's going to kind of show off Purdue university as well as the camp, you know, the campus and is there extra preps that go into kind of just making sure the campus is ready for this? Well, we've, yeah, we've got all that information available and, and I'm certain that that will be part of the broadcast as they, as they roll into it. Um, again, we don't, we don't get a big cut on any of that, but that's just part of, they always want to provide the, the, the they being the broadcast, uh, partners that work on this, they, they want to provide some flavor to, to what's going on. And, and this year provides a, just a, a very interesting backdrop for that. So I think the institutions, the arenas will, will all be part of that. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited about this. You know, uh, obviously we want this pandemic to go away, but 
you know, moving forward, is this something you'd like to see happen again in the future pandemic or not? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me, do I, would I like to see a pandemic happen no. again? <laughs> yeah, hell no. I mean, right. not in my lifetime. Um, Purdue you know, would, I, would I like to host tournaments again? Sure we would. I mean, it's a, you know, it is, we, 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 we relish the opportunity to do so. The only downside is your team can't play at your own site. I mean, that's sure. the only, that's the only downside. And so lots of our folks won't get to see, you know, our team or be in person with our team. Uh, but you know what, the, the opportunity to, to showcase our place, our arena, our campus, our university, um, you know, is something you don't ever want to pass up. So, uh, you know, if that opportunity were to come around again, we would, we would be all for it. And talk about uh, fan attendance. I know, obviously, we you touched on it earlier. You know, I think only family has been allowed to watch some basketball games in Mackey this year. Yeah. Bumping it up to, I think Cassidy told me last week, about four, roughly about 1,400 fans, yeah. uh, about 12% capacity. Talk about that decision. I know NCAA approved it. What was behind yeah. your guys' decision for that number? Yeah, well, we, we took that to the, uh, the, the Tippecanoe County Health uh, Public Health officials and, and made a presentation to them as to what they would be comfortable with. The number that we arrived at really uh, allows for a, you know, a really safe distancing environment in, in the, in the, uh, in the arena. And the reason it's as low as it is, is because there'll be, because of the setup and the logistics, there'll be a number of sections that won't be available for seating. So we will, we'll, 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 there'll be, people will really be dispersed and they won't be in some of the, the traditional areas that we're used to seeing fans in. That's just because of the, again, the uniqueness of expanding the bench areas and, and having radio positions and, in ordinarily what might be seating areas and, and all lots of things that aren't typical with how we set back here up on, a, on an ordinary uh, game day. Uh, but again, given the circumstances, I think uh, the fact that we're able to expand to some level of fans is a great step in the right direction. And we're excited about that. The, the tickets that were available for public sale literally went in minutes uh, when they went on sale for that opening round game, opening round games the other day. I mean, I, and I mean minutes. So it was uh, yeah, clearly there's some pent up demand here to, to see live, uh, live, live athletic events. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure the people are excited to watch some basketball, like you just mentioned. And, yeah. and it's awesome that at least, you know, roughly 1400 will get to experience uh, Mackey arena. So yeah. yeah. Well, you're also a part of the uh, division one men's basketball committee. Talk about your role with that. Yep. I'm one of 10 uh, people that will uh, actually, we arrive in, in Indianapolis tomorrow, uh, March the 9th. We don't leave Indianapolis until uh, Tuesday, April the 6th. So 29 days of, uh, of lockdown duty here. The first week will be spent on selecting and seeding the teams for the championship. And that's always the, you know, that's always a very intense, uh, you know, long days. You know, you're trying to get it as right as you can get it because obviously we all understand that the experience and the opportunity to participate in this tournament is a huge deal. Teams work for it all year long. Players work for it career, you know, it, it could be for some teams, it'll be their one and only chance to ever get, get the opportunity to play in the basketball championship. Uh, so making sure that we do our very best job of, of selecting the right teams and then trying to slot them appropriately into the field from a seating perspective uh, will be what we'll spend every waking moment on here once we're in Indy all the way through the selection show next Sunday. And so uh, really, really, I've done it before. This is my, you know, I've been on the committee before. I this will be my sixth time um, actually going through the selection process and it never gets old. I mean, it's always, it's always really uh, full of great debate, great analysis. We get, we get all kinds of data and information. We watch, we watch games as the week goes on when we have opportunity to do so to, you know, to try and really refine our, our decision-making and our opinions as, as we work through it. But uh, really looking forward to that part. I mean, it'll, it'll be really, uh, 
uh, a unique year because we'll have other considerations. You know, this year we'll have to try to, to do our best to evaluate teams that were disrupted and how, what did that disruption do to them, uh, whether it be as a group or individually, if they lost players along the way uh, due, to, due to the virus or due to injury, which is always a, that's always a consideration. Uh, but uh, I think this year will be just a little bit, uh, there's a new element obviously taken into account where teams have had to shut down for days or weeks at a time and then, you know, maybe weren't quite the same when they came out of that. So how we account for that will be a brand new thing. But I think, again, I know, I know the committee and, you know, we've had multiple conversations and calls uh, already to, to talk through that. And everyone's doing really a great job of uh, trying to, to give that the right uh, attention and the right, right, right consideration. Yeah, it's going to definitely look different. Uh, yeah, you have a little more challenges this year because of yeah. games played versus not games played and whatnot. So right. exciting, though. And I, kind of walk us through this because people might be like, well, you know, Purdue's going to make the tournament. How does that work with you being on the committee? But yeah. is that accurate that you will have to walk out of the you have to walk out of the room or how does that work when Purdue's being discussed? Sure. So, uh, so first of all, one of the way, one of the realities is that things get done through a voting process. Uh, there, there's a, there's a mechanized, you know, computerized voting process is how teams get selected and seeded and all that. I, I will never be able to vote for Purdue or to, to vote to seed Purdue. So my, my vote will not, it just won't register or it's, it's actually not even available on my screen when Purdue is being discussed. Uh, from a seeding or selection perspective, whenever somebody says, hey, I'd like to talk about Purdue, I get up and uh, leave the room. And I, and I again, having done this before, I, I'm, I'm well trained to, uh, to be able to do that. And the, and the good news is, while it seems a little awkward to have to leave the room, you want to have to leave the room because that's a good thing. That means your team is being discussed and uh, your, your, your team is likely in the tournament. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, you leave while that conversation is underway, then you come back in and they let you know, hey, here's here was the outcome of the conversation. They don't go through the, the nuts and bolts of it, but Purdue was placed here and on you go. And uh, so it's, uh, it, it, it's an interesting dynamic and that happens when we have commissioners in the room. So when any team from their league is being discussed, they have to get up and, and leave, leave the room also. So there's, a, there's an ebb and flow here throughout the course of the week. But uh, again, from a, from a pure athletic director's perspective, you wanna have to get up and leave because that's, that's good news. Yeah. I'm sure I can't really put you on the spot then right now to say where you see Purdue as a seed right now, then <laughs> can you, can you discuss, I don't know if you're even able to talk about this, how much of a role conference tournaments play in seeding for the NCAA tournament? You know, I think the reality is one, one of the challenges that every committee has is to not overly weight conference championships. You know, the, 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 the difficulty you have is because it, it's happening in real time, you know, so it's, it's sort of that recency effect where, hey, we ju I just watched Team X play and boy, they look good or boy, they look bad. And so you tend to, you have to fight that tendency to want to overvalue what's happening right at that moment. And remember that we're, we're evaluating a, a season's full of competition and a season's full of evidence that we've got on these teams. So yeah, it's, it's, it's one more piece of information. And in some cases, it's an opportunity for teams to you know, to, to, to bump their seat up a little bit, or in some cases play their way into the tournament uh, by, by a great performance you know, over three or four days in the conference champion. So it's, it's not irrelevant, uh, but it, but we're, we're careful to not overweight it also. Gotcha. I was kind of curious to see this, something that's always going to bother me, how the big 10, I think, I don't know if it's the same this year, the big 10 tournament usually is the last game yeah. that ends right before the selection show. Right. Does that present a challenge? And would you like to see that change at all as far as can it affect things because it's ending literally, I think, around an hour before the selection show happens. 
It does, and uh, and I would tell you that the committee, uh, again, having done this before, and before I was in the Big Ten, um, we we would always say, God bless it, the Big Ten with that late that late Sunday <laughs> afternoon game. Many times we'd have to prepare either or brackets or contingency brackets. You know, if X wins um, that championship game and they weren't going to be in the field otherwise, you know, you have to make a bracket that accommodates that. Uh, or if if team a team wins and that then moves them up a seed line or to a significant place on the seed line, uh, we, you know, we've, we've got to have those contingency brackets built to, uh, to reflect whatever the outcome might be of, those of that championship game. I think it's the Big Ten, the SEC, the A-10, and a couple of others that, all, that finish on Sunday, and all of those present a little complication, but ours even more so because we're later in the afternoon. It's a great slot on television. You know, it's a national, it's the lead into the selection show. So, you know, the Big Ten's not giving that up and CBS isn't letting that go in the foreseeable future, but it does present some challenge for sure for the committee. Yeah, I wonder if that became yeah, either or. You have kind of two or three brackets ready. We do. We do. We, many yeah. times we do, yeah. Gotcha. And then uh, just kind of, you know, obviously you're hoping Purdue is playing in that game uh, yeah. uh, Sunday afternoon. I think they're the four seed. Yep. They get the double bye playing Friday. Uh, just talk about uh, what you like uh, for their chances uh, heading into that Sunday game. Well, I'll, I'll what, in a general sense about this season, there isn't a whole lot not to like. Um, I think the, you know, the progression that we've made, the development that our players, uh, particularly our young players, have shown uh, the ability of our team to, to have interchangeable parts when on any given night, you're really not certain you know, who's going to do the most damage. I think that makes us a very formidable uh, team to play against. I mean, it's, uh, we, we have to be a pretty difficult scout would be my thought because it's not like, hey, if you take one player away, uh, you got you got Purdue handled. That's that's not the way it is. You know, we've got other other players that that have shown they're very capable of stepping up, and uh, so that that part has been you know really really gratifying to me. Early in the year, obviously, we dealt with some injuries. Uh, Eric Hunter was hurt coming out of preseason. Jaden Ivey got hurt right off the right out of the box, and uh, so we were without some guys early on, and and we weren't anywhere near in my to lots of people's eye. The team then that we are now and so i you know that's that's what you want to do you want to be building throughout the course of a year and uh the, the thing that i appreciate about our team is they play with you know the way the way college basketball is supposed to be i mean they, they, they play with a joy with an energy with an enthusiasm they support each other i mean that's one of the things i love about watching this team is when other when players on the court do something you know positive the guys that aren't in the game are are you know, incredibly excited and supportive of them. And that's, uh, that's a testament to, to them, to Matt and, and our coaches for building that kind of environment where they understand that the collective success is what we're trying to shoot for here. And along the way, everybody will get their opportunity to contribute to that. So it's been, been a fun thing to watch. I, you know, the fact that we've played into the double buy, um, you know, that's not the way the year started. I mean, you know, we that, that, that would have been probably a long shot if uh, people had asked you that, you know, if it, was that going to happen two months ago? People would say, ah, I don't see it, but, but lo and behold, here we are. And that's because we've, we've stuck with it. We've gotten better and better and better as the year's going on. And uh, I, I would suspect not a lot of teams are going to be anxious to see us uh, these next couple of weeks, which is a good thing. Right. I, oh, I love this team. And yeah, I, I, it used to bother me when the, the so-called experts, you know, put Purdue unranked or, you know, or down at, uh, you know, at the bottom of the thing, but I, I love it now because it just, I, I don't know if they use it for motivation, but it, it excites me when we prove them wrong. And this team has been exciting. And the fact that there's no seniors on this team as well, everybody's at least eligible to come back next year, whether they decide that or not, we'll see. Yeah. 
but you know, those fans who didn't get to watch him play this year and Mackey may get that opportunity next year, hopefully to see this entire team come back and make even a better run. I can only imagine what the preseason ranking would be next year. If everybody comes back, plus you had Caleb and Trey coming into, into the squad. How, and just, how, how fortunate is Purdue to have a guy like uh, Matt Painter? No, Matt's terrific. You know, one, one of the one of the things that uh, I think is an often overlooked and undervalued component of, of a coaching success is really, really just, just sort of philosophical fit with, with, with the institution and belief in the institution. And, you know, Matt's a Purdue guy. He's He believes in the place. He, he understands what type of program and what type of players will be successful here at Purdue. Uh, and, and you've just seen that, that, that knowledge, that understanding continue to grow, I think, in, the, in, these, in these most recent years. And, and I believe that, uh, honestly, the best is yet to come, in my opinion. I, I think we are setting ourselves up for a, a run of tremendous achievement and accomplishment. Obviously, you got to do it on the court. You got to stay healthy. All, lots of things have to, have to fall into place. Uh, but I think we are in a position to anticipate you know, just some really, really enjoyable uh, college basketball in the years ahead here. And, 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 and Matt has everything to do with that. He's, uh, he's really skilled. He's really thoughtful and smart, surrounds himself with, with high quality people as on his staff, recruits high character players. And, uh, and over the long haul, that, that, that counts for a lot in my book. And uh, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to, to work with him and watch him, you know, just go about his business day to day. It's uh, he's, he's, he's very, very good, really talented and a, uh, and a tremendous colleague and, and team player in our department. That's awesome. And yes, like we said, hopefully their uh, fun run through the tournament starts uh, Friday. Uh, and the, I know the women start, I believe, on Wednesday. So hopefully they can uh, just kind of put together a little miracle run here uh, starting Wednesday and, and give the women's committee a tough uh, decision to make. Sure. Have to rearrange their brackets, <laughs> you know, putting them in. So, um, yeah, uh, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Uh, sure. Thank you for, I know I added a couple extra questions in there, so I appreciate you uh, uh, opening, open to those and, and responding to those as well. And uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, it's, I think, again, this is a great time of year. It's an exciting, you know, college basketball fans, this is, March is what we all uh, all look forward to. And, you know, the conference championships leading into the NCAA championship, it's just a, you know, it's just a great couple of weeks ahead of us here and uh, looking forward to doing my little part to be part of it and watching our team hopefully uh, have a tremendous run here these next couple of weeks. For sure. Hey, it's always great talking to you. And I should have mentioned off the top, it's even extra great to talk to you and, and talk Purdue sports following another victory over IU, right? <laughs> there you go. We'll take that as well, as often as we can get it. That's right. <laughs> And Mike, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Boiler up. All right, boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.